1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. More than ever, today's generation is into experiences, and nothing provides a total sensory experience like a two-hour vacation at Marcus Theaters. Everybody has a bucket list vacation in mind, but until you get a chance to experience yours, take a few two-hour vacations at Marcus Theaters. It's time to talk music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. How are you? All good. Good. Survived the outing, I see. Yeah. Survived it. It There was was a bear in the area, but we didn't see it. There was. It was just a list, just a furry listener. Yeah. Well, there have been reports of bears in southern Wisconsin on and off all summer long. Really, it started Uh in the spring, but uh, yeah, there was one that uh, people around the golf course had uh, said they have had in their yard. Yeah. Bird feeders. Yeah. But it did not pop up on the golf course last Friday, so that's the good news. Yeah, probably probably forgot its club. Uh, Brian had a story this morning about a bear that uh, stole a guy's golf clubs off his well, uh, off yeah, his cart. Saw a video of a bear dragging some golf clubs into the into the woods on some golf course. All right. Well, when you see him out there in his uh, in his knickers and and hat, I did see a carved bear. Uh, yeah, I had a carved bear. A cousin actually had it uh, oh. that would hold the golf club. Yeah, it was carved. Adorable to hold a golf club. Yeah, yeah. Was he it a real golf club that you inserted? Yeah, yeah. he didn't have a hat uh, or knickers, and I'd like a bear like that. And the that. form was terrible, by the way. Wow, it's you know, a bear. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Might have been good for a bear. Hard, hard to keep that left elbow straight when you're there. Exactly. Have, do they have left elbows? Yeah, I, think I, I do. I think so. I, I think you know if you do see their a, skeletons, there's an elbow there. Yeah, it's not just a straight <laughs> bone from the shoulder to the it's just the, a joint, the ankle, or how do you, wrist. Or, how do you know but, it's not a knee? Because it's in uh, his leg. Yeah, well. let me advise against inspecting for it. Uh, you you're a busy guy. You were out last night. Last night, night before tonight. Who'd you go see? Who'd you go see uh, two nights ago? Uh, two nights ago was Government Mule. Okay, and then two, last night. And then last night, Queens of the Stone Age opened their current tour. The the Nero is End tour opened last night here. And then tonight, you're going to see who? Uh, it's Culture Club, Howard Jones in Berlin. Right, like it's 1985 the, all over go. again. There you, yep. Yeah. I want my. I want my. Wanted my MTV. Who? Who's the opening? Who's? Who is the headliner in or, that? Uh, headliners Culture Club. Okay. You know, in Berlin and uh, Howard Jones in the middle in Berlin. And then just started this week is another. I think it's called the I Want My Eighty Tour. It's Rick Springfield, the Hooters, Paul Young, Tommy Two Tone. Forget who else is on the bill, but they're going to have uh, Marty McFly and the DeLorean there. I mean, uh, they were all busy in New York, you know, because the Back to the Future musical just opened there and, on Broadway. Okay. And yeah. and I I heard a story about uh, at Comic Con, their the whole cast of uh, uh, Back to the Future will be there. Yeah, at the San Diego comic right. Comic Con, yeah, yeah, Michael J. Fox, the big one, yeah. Christopher Lloyd, um, Leah Thompson. Yeah, I think Huey's going down for it, and yeah, you yeah. know they, they these people, these comic cons are cash cat, literally cash cows for people like that. I mean, not only do they get in some cases an appearance fee, but for the photos and the autographs, and it's all cash. <laughs> it's, well, you know, I believe the IRS doesn't have a dude standing at their table. Well, they're reporting. I, I'm sure some of that income is duly reported. Emphasis on the sum. <laughs> right. No, no. That's all we got. Forty yeah, bucks no, each. Yeah, it's, it's it's a machine. It's it's a marvel 
to to watch these things in action. Do you want to start with Cardi B or you want to start with Lizzo this morning? I mean, yeah, I think Lizzo is the you know is the real intriguing story. Earlier in the week, she was sued by three of her former dancers, you know, charging her with you know harassment, sexual harassment, fat shaming, disability discrimination, religious discrimination, creating a hostile work environment. And it's turned into a war, you know, since then. I mean, that was the opening shot, and Lizzo responded, uh, you know, calling the allegations, you know, false, saying that these were just disgruntled former employees who had been told during the tour that their behavior was inappropriate and unprofessional. She then went out and, and hired an attorney, Marty Singer, who represented Bill Cosby and Jonah Hill in, in, in their cases. And he already has released a video of one of the dancers talking about Lizzo and referring to her as the queen and saying, you know, this is how they feel about her, you know, not this lawsuit. Then the dancers responded to Lizzo's response, saying that, you know, they're disappointed and shocked that she would make such a response and discredit them like this. So this will be, this will be ugly for, for a good long time. Great. We'll fill up showbiz news and, and music yeah. news. Yeah, it, abs- it absolutely will. TMZ is doing handsprings uh, <laughs> just, just with, with with what this is going to give them. But you know, it comes counter. You know, Lizzo did have a great reputation. You know, somebody who is inclusive, who was, you know, who was really responsible. The the body shaming thing is particularly interesting because that's counter to which you know how she represents herself and what she does with her image. So I think that's why hypocrisy, people are Hypocrisy, Gary. It's right? hypocrisy it, if, it, it, if it was really of, going on. Yeah, one of the dancers, you know, did, did comment that, look, you can be both things. You can do good works. You can say good things. You can start good charities, this and that, and you can still do bad things uh, behind the scenes. A lot was made during the week that Beyonce, when she was performing in New Jersey, she left Lizzo out of a lyric of her song, Break My Soul, which we're... Um, Lizzo is in. It's a song where Beyonce pays tribute to all sorts of iconic women like Rosetta Tharp and Bessie Smith, Nina Simone, you know, Betty Davis, her own sister, this and that. She it's not left the li- modern version of Life is a Rock, is it? A little bit. A little okay. bit. But she left um, she left Liz- yeah. Lizzo out, and a lot of people are reading into that. So Beyonce's mom went on social media and said, look, you know, go back and watch the clip again. She left her own sister's name out of it. You know, so she she's not tied to saying everybody's name. Uh, mm. Say what you say what you will. I I think the timing did not escape Beyonce when she did that. You know, is it common for artists to just leave leave out some lyrics or parts of lyrics in a song? Yeah, I did. Sure. I don't think it is. Especially I did. The- Especially yeah. when they're on a teleprompter that's as big as a section of the arena, <laughs> and it's you know, all the way—it's it's just opposite the stage, and it's—it's it's massive. You know how I always say I'm a sucker for a documentary, right, Gary? You are. And here is one that's being put together—a documentary about why people hate Nickelback, who, by the way, will be in town tomorrow night. Uh, right. So much. So, so this is called "Hate to Love Nickelback," and it is a documentary about you know that people hate Nickelback band fully cooperated as part of this and it's going to debut at the Toronto International Film Festival which is that's a big deal so this is this is a real deal documentary i'm sure it'll either you know come out in theaters in some way shortly after that or more likely i think you'll see it sold to a streaming service
Brian and I have been in Nickelback's corner saying, why don't you lighten up on Nickelback? They write hits. They travel right. around and sing those hits. Yeah. And then people yeah, go, oh, hurt, I hate Nickelback. They're not hurting anybody. Right. You know, so just don't, you don't like them. Don't buy the records. Don't go to the concerts. Right. If, Pretty much the way people have behaved about every other band they didn't <laughs> like. Well, it's interesting. Chad, Chad Kroger from Nickelback uh, made a great comment about the film because I guess he, he was... Uh, he went to dinner with Brian Johnson of ACDC once, and he said, you know, Brian, they, they talked about this, and that Brian said, you know, listen, you're in good company, and remembering back in 1980 that ACDC was the most hated band on the planet. They were? And they were, yeah. That, it was a similar case. It's like they wrote hit songs, you know, they, they, the mm. rock dogs love them, but the critical cognizanti did not. You know, they thought it was just meathead. You know, yeah. you know, prime Chuck rock and roll, and that's what it is, but that's why people like it. Did this so, whole yeah, Nickelback thing get started in a movie, like some movie character didn't like him or called him? It's been in a, it's been in a movie and, and in other media, but I think it was just, you know, this organic grassroots. Critics hated him, and it became hip to like Nickelback, especially, you know, as, as you know, grunge mm-hmm. came out and, you know, hipper forms of hard rock. Well, yeah. I'm going to stand with Nickelback as yeah. Brian and I have done all along. There's, you know, there's nothing wrong there. Another documentary could use not only your support but your money. Uh, this is a documentary that's being made about Bobby Kimball, who was the lead singer of Toto in their glory years. He was the lead singer on Hold the Line, Africa, uh, Rosanna. Uh, he's currently suffering from dementia. But uh, the filmmaker has made a documentary and has now started a Kickstarter campaign to raise the money for the licensing rights for the Toto material. Uh, apparently, everything's been shot, shot, filmed, and completed. The interviews, uh, the archival footage, the score music, you know, original score music, but they need to raise $30,000 to pay for the Toto music. So... So that's uh, there's a there's a Kickstarter campaign. You can look for it under Bobby Kimball documentary, and uh, throw him a few bucks if you want to see a documentary about about this guy. I love Boy, documentaries. Were, uh, Randy Meisner and uh, and uh, uh, Kimball in the band at the same time in Toto. Oh no, I don't. Randy Meisner. Randy was never in Toto. Was he in Toto? Poco. No. Poco. 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 One Poco. letter off. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Well, two letters off. Yeah. Off. Yeah. With confidence. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Never no, mind. Okay. Double edit, O. The double O out. gotcha. Yeah. yeah, so that could be an interesting movie because so many people think of Toto as Steve Lukather and the Page Brothers. And, you know, this. You know, Bobby Kimball was as important to the band as anybody else, at the, you know, during the, during their glory years. Well, yeah, I'm sure that's a good view. Toto yeah. has a cult following. Every story oh, yeah, they have a better, better than a cult following. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Um, the Beatles, I'm not surprised they're reissuing the Red and the Blue album, but they're adding songs to it? What? Right, yeah. This is not officially announced yet, but, uh, but Penn Gillette, um of Penn and Teller, who has a weekly podcast in which he talks about what he did that week. He went on this pa- in the, the most recent episode of the podcast to say he was in London and went to Abbey Road Studios, where he's friendly with Giles Martin, who, of course, is the son of Beatles producer George Martin, 
and Giles has been in charge of all these Beatles reissues recently. So it had already been rumored, but Penn Jillette kind of confirmed that they are remixing and expanding the Blue and Red, the greatest hits album. One covers 1962 to 1966, the other is 1967 to 70, and that among the tracks targeted for it is this new song that everybody thinks is called Now and Then, and this is the last of the batch of demos that Yoko Ono gave to the band for the Beatles anthology, you know, back in the mid-90s. And, of course, they pulled two tracks uh, from those, you know, that were used in the anthology. And this one they decided they didn't have enough time to work on. So they, they either are completing it or have completing it, and all expectations are when they announce these new editions of the Red and Blue album, Now and Then's going to be on there, and probably also Free as a Bird and Real Love, which were the two that did get completed uh, for the Beatles anthology. Those are going to go on the Blue album, right? Because the Red album was the early stuff. was the early stuff, yeah. So you would think they'd be on the Blue album. Um, but who knows? Maybe you put one on one, on one, one on a couple on the other, because you want people to buy both of the albums. Right. Boy, nobody, nobody is better at repackaging and reissuing than the Beatles, the Beatles. Except, for, except for the Elvis Presley and, and the maybe. Beach Boys. So the yeah. three of them, yeah, yeah. All but right. you know they have the good. You know, and everybody was wondering. You know, after last year was Revolver, year before was Abbey Road, year before was Sgt. Pepper. <laughs> so what was going to be this year? A lot of people were thinking Rubber Soul, but but I think the existence of this new song got them thinking about okay, well, what what are we going to put this out on that would make sense? And I think reissuing the Red and Blue albums is what they decided makes the most sense, and now we can all buy it for the fourth or fifth time. Does anyone got, anyone have more albums than they have songs? All right. <laughs> you know, I don't. A lot I of can't, repackaging. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of anybody. Elvis may be nearing that mark. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I, I can't think of too many else. I mean, you do have... You do have artists and bands who have now have more compilation albums yeah. than they had regular albums when they were out, which is yeah. insane. Yeah. Uh, you know, but you know, there's all we are a the one thing that we know is the, the one thing people will buy yeah. is is retro retrospective retro projects, these box sets and greatest hit sets. You know, you're more likely to actually buy those, whereas you're streaming new music. Yeah. You know, uh, Canada better hurry up and put out those wildfires. Because if they don't get them up by the time Taylor Swift gets there, they're not going to get put out. Because I, think dome, I think it's a dome state, isn't the Rogers Center? Yeah, but indoors. everyone's going to be going to the Taylor Swift show. Nobody's going to be trying to put the fires out, and they're doing this a horrible true. job putting them out now the way it is. This is true. It's funny. I came out of a concert the other night, and the the, moon, the smoky moon, you know, it was a full moon, yeah. but... But anyway, so Taylor's Canada is finally getting its Taylor Swift shows after cajoling and complaining and the prime minister uh, stepping in. She is going to play what are now the last dates of the era tour. I heard that uh, the deal was that if uh, Trudeau divorced his wife, Taylor said she'd come to <laughs> so Canada. She'd come, you know. Yeah. And the, lo and behold. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe not, but she's going to play six shows at the Rogers Center in, uh, in Toronto in November of 2024, so they have more than a year to wait. And it was part of a batch of shows she announced uh, back in North America. She's going to play uh, Miami, New Orleans, and Indianapolis before going to Toronto. And, of course, she's going to be overseas for much of 2024. 
So, you know, everybody in Canada is celebrating. Meanwhile, uh, she was in Seattle last week, and she begins in Los Angeles this week, the last North American dates for now. And seismologists in Seattle and Washington State said that the fan reaction, the stomping and the dancing, was the equivalent to a 2.3 magnitude earthquake. Yeah, is and, that like right in the building proper or for, uh, I don't know, a mile around? or it, just the... it's, it is for miles around, you know. You really? ground, the ground shook for miles. And That's so, so you know, weird. This was somebody at, at Western Washington University, and they said it was even even more seismic activity than when Marshawn Lynch caught <laughs> that, that pass in 2011. Right. How she is could... there not damage somewhere? I, you know, you wonder. Cracked windows or something. I, yeah, I mean, you'd have to talk to a seismologist about this. I suspect that it's because a 2.3 earthquake. Well, interestingly moved. enough, we do talk seismology on Tuesday mornings with okay, our well, seismology expert here There's the somebody show. to talk with. Uh, they'll, they'll give you a better explanation than the BS I was about to do <laughs> about that. Uh, one last thing about Taylor, by the way. Uh, with the tour set to become one of, if not the highest grossing tour of all time, she dispensed $55 million, that's 5-5, five, five, worth of bonuses to her entire crew. That's band members, uh, technicians, you know. Yeah, assistants. we heard that the uh, the truckers, truckers the, got $100,000. 100000 yeah. yeah. And, you know, one of the truckers who's, who owns the trucking company and has worked with her on, a, you know, over a number of years, stepped out to really sing her praises and said, look, yeah. you... You know, when we're lucky, we get five or ten thousand. Well, I bet Lizzo's. Back, see, I bet see, Lizzo's Lizzo, background right. singers would have. We're going. We should have tried harder to get that Taylor yeah, Swift some, gig. Some other maybe, gig. maybe. Lizzo, but, take note. Yeah. But you know, yeah, what, you know, we, yeah, we say a lot of nice things about Taylor here, but good on her. I if mean, Taylor can cause an earthquake or or at least shake the ground where it can be read by seismologists. That's at least as good as Aquaman getting fish to help him in the ocean, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, no, that, that's, that's a, a real. She could be Earthquake. That could be her her name in Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just the you know it's it's just a nice thing to do. You know, so good for good for her. What's uh, up with Garth Brooks building a police station? Aren't, aren't cities supposed to do that sort of thing? Yeah, although if you were opening a bar down in, uh, you know, down on Broadway in Nashville, would and you had the means, would you not view it in your best interest to have a police station right next door? Um, that's what Garth is doing. He's taking a space that's going to be next to his friends in Low Places Bar, and he's converting it into a police station, and he will give the building. To the he'll own the building, but he will give it apparently lease free to the National Police Department uh, for their for their use and you know presumably the preferred protection of the friends in low places bar. I guess I I could build a building. I'm not sure I could get the police to move into it. <laughs> I'm sure he <laughs> I, came I think, with, I'm sure he discussed it with them before he. I'm, I'm sure he did. Did I'm that. Sure he, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he's he has done nice things for the So will there be guitars and stuff on the wall, Garth paraphernalia in <laughs> just a police that would station? Be, that'd be interesting to ask. I kind of doubt it. I doubt it, you know, but maybe, you know, hopefully they'll put whatever holding cell in the basement, you know, so well, that they truly can be in low places. Got to have a cell, right? Got to anyway. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you do have to you do have to, you do have to do that. So, you know, it's a good move. It'll help the It'll help the whole area there, not just his bar. We sure. were we were playing Tom Jones earlier this morning, and uh, 
Brian found a video of Tom Jones, and in that video, as he's singing in his tuxedo, Carrie pointed out he's wearing two pinky rings, huh. which led to a different discussion. But are they as valuable? Isn't this Tupac ring? Wasn't that a pinky ring? Um, yes, it was. And yeah. Two, yeah, this custom-made ring uh, that Tupac had, and he wore at the MTV Video Music Awards uh just a few days before his death in 1996, has sold for more than a million dollars to Drake. Uh, the Toronto Raptor, rap, the Toronto rapper and Raptors fan, who presumably will go to one of the Taylor Swift shows there, uh, he bought it at an auction, uh, more than paid more than a million dollars, and uh, is probably showing it off on on social media. So he has it already. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. That must have included delivery, the million dollars. I, you know, although if you can afford a million dollars to buy the ring, you can probably afford the courier to bring it to you as well. But, or to uh, hot-foot it over there yourself and pick it up. And he might have. You know, he might yeah. have gone. It was done by Sotheby's. I'm not sure if it was Los Angeles, New York, or Vegas. But it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great piece of rap history. How long did Faith Hill do the Open for Sunday Night Football? It's how many years has she, has she been going on now? It's been a long time, and she's back. Oh, it's 11 years. The, oh. faith, the faith, faith Hill did it for how many years? I'm sorry, Faith Hill, no. Um, I just wonder if I, Car- Carrie Underwood's done it longer now than Faith Hill did it. Well, no, is that Carrie? Um, didn't Faith do Monday night? No, Put Faith did Sunday night, and then, Carrie Underwood, took night? O- okay. and then Carrie Underwood took over for so her. So this is 11 years for Carrie. Okay. Um, and they, you know, they just have released the the teaser of her new opening for Waiting All Day for Sunday Night, uh, which she filmed at a lot in Vegas at her residency there, and it'll again be interspersed with action shots and and actuality shots of football uh, player, you know, football players, NFL action. Uh, you'll be able to see it the first time on September 10th on NBC and Peacock. That'll be the first Sunday night game. All so, right. so it's getting to be a regular thing. Something's there. Are yeah, some she, people don't remember Faith Hill doing the Sunday yeah, night I, football I, theme. I, I barely remember remember her doing it. So and, it was, you know, eleven years later. And just a reminder: is we're right here on the cusp of another NFL season. That song is uh, the music is "I Hate Myself for Loving You" from right, Joan yeah. Jett. Yep. But it's who never did the song. Uh, right, no, Monday night, but Sunday she night never did the Sunday Night Football song. Right. But I think she was in the Open, wasn't she? One, for th- uh, last year or two years ago. Yeah, for it was yeah, like they a one-off. You know, and why wouldn't you? Joan deserves it. She's in yeah. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She is. Uh, why not? Give, give her her props. She's been out grinding away for decades doing that yeah. act. Yeah. Yeah. No, she deserves it. And Joan is very nice. Yeah. More of a baseball fan, though, huh? A little more. Yeah. The yeah, Orioles. You oh, know. she's having herself a year this year. Yes, yeah, she is. With the Orioles. I mean, yeah, she's she had is. some bad ones in there, but. I think she might be a Dodgers fan, too, you know, because she, she lived most of her life out there. Yeah. That's not a bad thing to be either. I like It only uh, is a problem if the Orioles and Dodgers play each other in a World Series, I suppose. Well, then, you, then, then you're win win. Yeah, or you just root for the Orioles and like you I, go all in. Yeah, like way. I get when the Steelers, when the Steelers play the Lions here. Sure, yeah. yeah, you want the Steelers to win. You yeah, that's, care that's about, true. about that's the true. Lions. Be <laughs> honest. All right, Gary, we're out of time. All right, you guys have a great week. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Enjoy Culture Club. Thank you, sir.